Hello, and welcome back to the Spoiler Cast, the show where we talk about movies and we don't care about spoiling them. Uh, my name is Tobias, and with me, as always, is my sister and trusted co-host, Rebecca. Hello. Hello. And this is a podcast where we talk about movies. And if you like it, I just want to say this quickly. Um, you can actually get double the episodes, double the amount of episodes, if you go to patreon.com slash don't make a scene. And for just $3 a month, you get not only extra episodes every week, you get commentary tracks, exclusive videos. Early um, access. Early access to my other podcast. So much stuff. Plus, you support us in our independent podcasting endeavors. Anyway, back to the actual thing. Today, we're going to talk about a movie. Oh. A big new surprise. one. A new movie. Yeah. This has been... Not like I've been like, oh, I can't wait to see it. But it's, I've been hotly anticipating it. Yes. Because today we're talking about Renfield. Hey! Hey. Yay! (laughs) Yes, it's the Nicolas Cage Dracula movie. uh, Also starring Nick Holt, or Nicholas Holt, as as, uh, the the titular Renfield. Yeah. It's a a Dracula story told from the perspective of Renfield, which is kind of new. Um, Yeah, I think it is. Yeah, I don't know what. <laughs> no, I was, I was, I started thinking. Like, but wait, isn't there? But no. there's sections that are told oh, from Renfield's sh- point of view yeah, in some movies. Sure. Yes, but it's always Dracula, yes. Dracula centric, uh, or uh, I guess Van Helsing centric. Yeah. Or uh, the Bram Stoker one. Movie, it's it's, uh, it's uh, what's his name? You uh, know the guy who's who? played by Keanu Reeves. <laughs> Oh, uh, Harker. Jonathan yes. Harker. It's a bit yeah. from his point of view. Yeah. Which is... Uh, um, no, that's not the Renfield character. They they kind of... Because I was confused with Nosferatu, where that's basically the same character. No, yeah, it's, it's not. Just kind oh, of whatever. Is, it kind of is here as well. Here it is, yeah. They don't, they don't, they don't really have the Harker character. They no. just have the Renfield character. Also, that's this it. takes place in... in- in modern, modern days. society, <laughs> modern yeah. days, yeah. Um, and I, I, I don't know what else we can say about it. No, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to. We have to do the the regular one, but we are gonna try and not spoil things. I think for the first few minutes yeah, at re- least. I don't think we really have to spoil much, uh, even in discussing it, unless you well, have maybe anything not, specific. Maybe not. Yeah. We'll see, but we'll you know extra careful in the beginning. But as yeah, usual, of course. yeah. What did you think of it? Because it's a new film, so we've never seen it before, obviously. Yeah, my expectations were nowhere really, um, because of where, what Nicolas Cage does nowadays. I mean, even though he's had a big step up in the last few years. Sure. Um, if you want to know more about that, check out once again check out my other podcast, <laughs> the uh, Madness in the Method podcast, where we only talk about Nicolas Cage movies. Uh, so this is kind of a crossover. Uh, anyway, yeah, um, we've done this before. We've we've done yeah. Nicolas Cage movies before, but you know. Yes. Um. But I like Nick Holt. Um, I thought the trailer was fun, but kind of weird. So I wasn't expecting yes. much. Um, and I gotta say, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. I, overall, like it was, it was. Um, I ha- I I gotta say though, I have some like uh, concerns regarding why I liked it so much. But we'll get to that. <laughs> okay. I might actually during this conversation change my mind a little bit. But I think I I will still like it. Yeah. It's fun. It's fast. I mean, it's sub 90 minutes if you don't count the credits, which was yes. wonderful. Wonderful. 
Um, it is gory as hell, even though it's mostly CGI. That's fine. Which I did not expect, to be honest. No, me neither. I wasn't sure of the rating. I thought this was PG-13, but no, this is probably hard R, which in this yeah. case means restricted, not the other thing. Anyway. <laughs> uh, <laughs> or a 15 uh, uh, um, age label on, on in Sweden. You need yeah. to be 15 to watch it. Yeah. I think it was. Anyway. Um... And I thought uh, the um, the sort of like rom com aspect of it, which there's definitely like this is this is part relationship drama, part like action movie. Yes. And I thought the relationship part of it was a lot of fun, you know, seeing seeing the dynamic between Dracula and Renfield as a sort of uh, abusive relationship. Yes. Was, was a lot of fun, but and it worked perfectly. Um, oh, yeah. That, that metaphor was a lot of fun, and they actually uh, saw it all the way through. Yeah, it um, wasn't just that one scene that they use in the trailer. There's more yeah, to it, actually. When, he, when he's at the support group for, like, uh, yeah, people who are in abusive relationships. Yeah, codependent or something. Codependent, yeah. Um, they have manipulative uh, partners. Yeah, no, it's it's all through the movie, and it like like that's the that's the whole, that's the that's the basis of the movie. Yeah, but then they added this, which they do not talk about at all in the trailer. I think I've only seen one trailer, though. Maybe they talk about it more in other trailers. Um, whereas this this like gangster war action movie going on in the background with police, like they're they're hot on the heels of Renfield because of course he's been murdering people left and right to get to give Dracula. Uh, his food, yeah. Um, and that aspect was like when they introduced it, I was like, "Oh, it's gonna be this," but then it's kind of fun, <laughs> especially because of some of the actors. We have Ben Schwartz helping a lot. He's always fun. Um, honestly, yes. I think if he didn't do the voice of Sonic, that movie would have sucked. But he really—he's the he voice really... of Sonic. Yeah, he's the voice of Sonic in the new Sonic movies. Oh, that's. You didn't know that? That's no. that's why that movie is good. I, I haven't seen. I the mean, second it's one, not the first good one. though. So <laughs> the first Sonic movie is legitimately no. good. It's a great no. kids movie. No. We're not gonna discuss the Sonic nope. movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're gonna discuss Renfield. Um, Aquafina as the cop is also really good. Yes, and that helps. She's too, she's a good comedic actress. Yes, but she's not she's not over the top uh, comedic relief, which I'm I'm used to seeing her as. A little she's more, more, yeah. She's more grounded and like the love interest almost. Or she is the love interest. Yeah, I mean, she is the love interest, even though they don't really build on it that much. No, not it's, like, it's you know, a friendship thing. Yeah, it's more, it, more of a friendship relationship, you know. Yeah. Uh, but obviously, yeah, they kind of fall in love towards the end. Or at least Renfield does. Oh, yeah. No, he falls in love straight away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, but that... that that part of the movie gets a little messy and kind of goes all over the place for a while. Um, especially when Dracula gets involved with the gangsters. Yeah. Won't say more than that, though, if, if you don't want to spoil anything. Um, it was still fun, but it felt a little forced. Yeah. I, a little yeah, bit. Yeah, a little was, bit. Yeah. I feel like there were details that they included um, that hinted at something else being part of the movie that they just then decided to either cut out or like rewrite like what well uh the the oh, name of the mafia family in in oh in yeah 
for example. Okay. I mean, it's it's on the IMDb and everywhere, but the, the last name, the Lobo, and all the, yeah, the wolf the, symbols. The gangster family is called the Lobos, yeah, and that's that's a that's a you know in in like in wider vampire lore, I guess I guess more based on the like uh, role playing games and everything. Werewolves and vampires has always been at odds. So I thought, yeah, I thought we were gonna do something about that. Maybe even. Well, no, I don't want to say anymore. Damn it. Okay, maybe we actually have to go into <laughs> exactly, spoilers. Exactly. All right. Um. But yeah, yeah, it feels that, that was like maybe yeah, it's an Easter egg. Maybe I don't it's, know. Yeah, maybe, maybe. Yeah. Um, but in but, general, but, yes, I agree. This movie is it's very entertaining. It's very. It's 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 simple in a way. You don't have to like analyze stuff, and there's no like no, yeah, deeper, is... do darker meanings that you don't really understand. There's it's very no, they, simple. It's very they spell they spell it out for you without yeah. being you know without pandering or being condescending though. I think exactly exactly. Um, like it's, it's still it's uh, still normal it's simple, entertainment, but yeah. and and you have to look at it. It's not like you can just they're not telling you everything. You still have to look at the movie. Yeah, and it's not constant action. There's actually like a story there. Yes. Um, like I said, the action did surprise me, though. Yeah, it was very, and I guess I that's just a, it's just a, you know, it's a sign of the times. I guess it's, it was very John Wick, a lot of like long, yes. long shots and a lot of like acrobatic, you know, hand to hand combat, which yes. is fun. I don't, I it don't mind fun. it, it, was, it yeah. and it worked. But I just and, didn't and I love the super gory. <laughs> no, I didn't expect it at all. It was in the trailer a little bit though, but not. Yeah, but I thought it the would blood. be like that one thing. Yeah, I didn't maybe. Really think it would be as much as it is. Yeah, towards the end, it's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> um. But yeah, that's those where my my um my hesitation comes a- after I had because uh, we saw it yesterday? yesterday. It was yesterday. Yeah. Yes. Time is a. Weird thing for me right now. <laughs> it's a weird um, concept. <laughs> it's a weird concept. It's just, you know, I don't know what day it is anymore. I barely know what time of day it is anymore because of my work schedule. Whatever. Um, when we were watching the movie, I was like fully invested. I I loved all of it and was like ah, that. and because I knew it was so short, I'm like oh man, like it's almost gonna be over soon. I'm so happy. Like even <laughs> I like a movie, I just want it to be over because yes, I'm so done with the like three-hour movies that was, like, the norm a few years ago. Now it's kind yeah. of getting better. Except for fucking John Wick 4, but that was fine. That was fine. That's the exception. <laughs> That's an exception, yes. Anyway. Um, and then writing the review, and, like, I gave it three and a half stars. Ah, uh, yes, which, I which is a, Which is, uh, like, that's, like, a, a good in my book. Like, just, like, seven out of ten. I think that's good. Not oh, yeah. amazing, but it's good. Yeah. Six is still fine. Five is meh. That's the scale for me. Below five when it starts getting bad. Yeah. I just think that makes most sense because on a ten scale. Some people say, like, oh, anything below seven is terrible. I'm like, what? Seriously? No, then that's, most, that's. Then most movies are terrible because, yeah. on like, if you go by like Metascore, because usually like the greatest movies of all time land around 75 to 80. <laughs> anyway, um,. But then I was I was uh, up last night uh, after watching it um, for a while before going to bed, and I was like, "Am I just, am I just getting like, um, like complacent? Maybe you're being, maybe you're being, uh, maybe it's uh, it's uh, glamour. <laughs> Dracula's glamour? using his mind power. Oh you. no, well, no, well, yeah, well, <laughs> a little bit like because I'm thinking like maybe I'm getting complacent. Maybe I'm just. I'm just glad it's not terrible, and that's enough to 
for me now to give it a good score because we no. watch so much terrible movies as well. No, it's I don't just, think that's it though. Because I, I, I was, I was thinking about um, this, uh, and also it's, it's not, it's, it's not a good comparison really. But it, the thought of it was in my head uh, because uh, I've been reading Quentin Tarantino's book uh, Cinema Speculation. And he talks a lot about, you know, how he basically hates every movie made in the 1980s. Like, of course, there are good movies made in the 80s. But in general, that decade, coming after the 70s, where the, you know, the, the new wave of American directors popped up. I mean, you had Spielberg, George Lucas, yeah. uh, Scorsese, uh, Coppola, all of them just, and, and you know, the... The, the like the, the the freedom after the the kind of repressed 50s and yeah uh, the 60s were also kind of like part of that freedom but it really yeah. popped in the 70s um and that's why we have so many great movies in the 70s especially from those uh, uh directors and that's also where like you know subgenres like black exploitation became a thing like um black people all of a sudden had like the freedom to make their own movies so now they're going to become their own fucking mega super film movie stars whatever it's called um <laughs> stuff like that like and, and then in the 80s um we've talked a lot about the, the 80s though it's more like it's less genuine more plastic when it comes yes. to movies and if you like if you look at like classics from the 70s you have the godfather uh you have apocalypse now you have uh you have taxi driver uh, Raging Bull. Well, that's early '80s. Okay, stuff, stuff like uh, heavy movies, you know. Yeah. Um, and then the classics from the '80s are like Indiana Jones, Back to the Future, Ghostbusters. Yes. It's a completely different kind of movie. It's, it's more, more light, light and entertainment. entertainment. Even yeah. though you know there are definite, there's definitely craft behind them, and I sure. love all those movies except for Ghostbusters. <laughs> um, no, I, I don't. Watch my no, video no. about it. I hate it. Exactly. Um, Watch the video yeah. about it. Yeah. <laughs> um. And I'm thinking, like, is this like those '80s movies? Like, it's fun and entertaining, but it's 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 kind of devoid of of, of substance. No, and I don't that, think. And, and is that and is that really fair? Because it's still I still enjoyed it. It was fun. Well, see, there's there's uh, we've talked about this before. There's there's I know, still yeah, I've had these um, problems before. Yeah. <laughs> there's still like masterpieces being made. Um, oh yes, oh, a lot definitely. of it, according to us at least, are in the horror genre at the moment. Yes, horror is. Um, when we talked about the waves, we've had. I don't yes. remember the episode, but we talked extensively about the the waves of horror movies. Yes. Oh yeah, definitely. And we do ha- still have the uh, the um, occasional, more than occasional, I suppose. I suppose uh, dumb action that is still very much entertaining and well produced. Sure. Yeah. So this doesn't. I don't think we have that sort of like harsh comparison between, like we had between no. the 70s and 80s. We do sure. have a bit of a mish mishmash. It's a yeah. It's 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 not it's so all black over and the white. Place. It's more yeah, and it's more of a gray zone. This, but however, do, do you see what I mean? Yes, I do. But I don't think this falls into the the everything else is so bad. This is good category because it is actually good. There's yeah, it is. There's there's uh, <laughs> actors that are doing a great job and obviously having fun doing it. Yes, we we're gonna folk we're gonna talk more about that when we talk about Nicolas Cage. But yeah, we'll, we'll, get that. Um, we'll get to that. There was an obvious like joy behind making this movie. You could like literally tell people had fun making it because it was such a fun movie. True. Same True. with same with the later 
or all of them, but specifically the later like uh, Fast and Furious movies, you can tell that the people making the movies are actually enjoying it. Yeah, sure. Because it comes out in the in the end product. It feels more genuine. Yes. It doesn't feel, dare I say it, like a Marvel movie. Yes, anyway, exactly. back to Ren. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. So no, I think this movie this this movie deserves uh, a higher rating. It's still, it's not it's not a masterpiece. It doesn't have no. like like we said, it doesn't have like these deep dark uh, moments that make you think or or um, consider why life is worth living or whatever. It doesn't. No, this is entertainment. This is entertainment. Like done very uh, well. Yeah, not our last episode, but the episode before that, we talked about the Dungeons and Dragons movie. And that's also yes. because we've not had this many like just good mainstream movies this early in the year before. I mean, I'm sure. It's been a while. But you know what I mean? Like, I remember (laughs) last year, and even the year before, there was so much trash in the beginning of the year. We struggled finding what we should talk about. We struggled finding movies that we enjoyed watching. And this year, we've had a lot of good, like, mid, like, three out of five, three and a half out of five in the beginning of the year. Maybe that's just why I'm feeling, like, insecure in my scoring. Like, (laughs) are you you sure they're all this good? I don't know. Maybe it's a uh, well. We started doing this podcast properly, uh, just when yeah during the pandemic, right? Late like mid to late twenty twenty. We we've done it before, but not like properly. Exactly. No. So we were we were working with uh, materials that were only available on streaming platforms, which did yes. uh, limit the because it was limited releases as well. They didn't release as much movies. Yeah, I mean, yeah, for the first period. day we. We barely went to the cinema. We just watched exactly. stuff at home. Yeah. This year is when the cinemas fully open are again, and, and people yeah. are the projects are actually being released finally. Yeah, I've almost been to not really, but almost every week I've been to the cinema. Oh yeah, yeah, basically. Which I haven't I haven't done that in years. Ooh. Last year was the closest to it, but it was nowhere near. It was like no. twenty move twenty nine movies in a year or something. Yeah. Anyway, um, so I'm, I'm, I, I think that adds to the feeling because we're we're not used to having these many movies in general just being released that are not like Netflix productions. <laughs> there might they're be actually, some. Uh, they're actually proper productions. That's true. That's true. There's something that yeah, this this feels like a real movie, unlike uh, uh, I don't fucking know the the Texas Chainsaw Massacre from 2021 yeah, or 20, exactly, 22? exactly. I don't even know. Oh God! Anyway, <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm just trying to remember who what pro who, who, what's the production company for Renfield? I I don't remember. This was released by Universal, and I think they produced right? it as well because I'm pretty sure they still have like, uh, uh, like the the rights to to Dracula. Oh, that's why they, right. That's why, and that was a lot of fun. That's why it was uh cool to see them splice in. Nick Holt and Nick Cage into the old uh 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 ah oh, what's his name Bela Lugosi Dracula movie the classic that's what it was right 1931 I think Dracula movie yes they they like, that they, looks that looks good Did they, they force like... gumped them into the movie yeah <laughs> yeah and that so was a lot cool. of fun that was and even fun. Yes. like creating some new scenes with the material that was fun mm-hmm. um and but speaking. Oh yeah. Just before we like spoil things, just generally costume and and makeup and all that stuff. Fantastic. Yeah. Absolutely yeah. fantastic. Yeah. I even enjoyed um, that some of the some of the makeup um because early on um Dracula is recuperating yes. um from a, from damage and he's very like torn up. It kind of looked kind of looked a little plasticky. But yeah. I think that was like part of the fun. It looked kind of weird. Yeah. It was probably no. intentional. Yeah, I think so. 
Because um, it worked. And before we go into spoilers, I just want to talk quickly about it. Speaking of uh, Dracula, Nicolas Cage. Holy <laughs> fuck. Like, yes. like I said on, on Letterboxd, this is not his greatest performance in the no, last no. 40 years. That's, that's still Pig. Sure. I think Pig is going to be really hard to beat. Yes. But this might be his most like unhinged, like rage cage, like we talked a lot about he, in Madness in the Method. He got this to is his most rage cagey performance <laughs> since his last vampire movie, which was uh, um, Vampire's Kiss in 1987. Oh, I haven't seen that. Which is fucking 36 years ago. Oh, you haven't seen that? No, I don't think I have. You haven't seen Vampire's Kiss? Wait, let me double check. Have I seen Are it? you kidding me Vampire's Kiss which one is that no no I don't think okay. I've seen that well we talked about what we we're gonna do for the companion episode for this for Patreon once again yeah. if you wanna check that out patreon.com slash don't make scene we were talking about doing like a serious Dracula movie or maybe doing the um, the Leslie Nielsen dead and loving it Dracula movie yeah because it's a comedy but if you haven't seen Vampire's Kiss, then that is the companion piece. I've already talked about it. I've made, I've made a video essay about it. We've talked about it on my other podcast, Madison Method. Check it out. Um, but <laughs> we seriously need to talk about that then. Because okay. that is, unironically, one of the greatest movies of all time. Check out my video about it. I call, uh, I sure. Vampire's Kiss is secretly genius because it is. Anyway. Sure. Uh, sorry to the patrons then because your vo- vote doesn't matter this time. Yeah, I'm watching sorry. something else. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm going to have, because Rebecca hasn't seen Vampire's Kiss, this needs to be rectified. Okay. Or sure. we could do that as a commentary track, as a reaction track. Oh. So maybe well. you're. Maybe your vote counts this time, patrons. <laughs> if you want to know what we end up doing on Patreon, check out the Patreon for yeah. uh, the companion piece that will be released the Monday after this episode premieres. Yeah, patreon.com slash don't you, make a scene. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Either way, yes, back to Nicholas Cage. Cage got, got, he got Holy shit. space to do what he wanted to do as Dracula. <laughs> and he was, because, like I said, we talk about this a lot on my other podcast, like the Rage Cage moments in yes. movies, especially movies where, you know, they're not like like the drama, or like movies where he has room to do that. There's usually a few moments or even some performances that are a lot of, a lot of Rage Cage, but it's always, you know, interspersed with some like real acting, so to speak, <laughs> or whatever you want to call it. I don't mean that. Calmer but, moments. Yeah, calmer moments. More contained. Here, he is unhinged. From the very first uh, 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 frame to the to the to the last. Oh yeah. There is there is there is there is he is one hundred and fifteen percent all the time, and it is amazing to watch. He he revels in the role of Dracula. It is yes. so awesome to see, even though his um. Uh, you know, Transylvanian accent comes oh, and that, goes a little bit. Yeah, that's terrible. <laughs> it's there <laughs> on the beginning, then it basically disappears in the middle, and then it comes back uh, in the end. I, I can I can almost accept it though if he if it hadn't come back in the end because sure. it would have been like you know he's been living in America for a while now. He's assimilated, he's, yeah, sure. Yeah. But he comes sure. back towards the end for some yeah. reason. But you know what? I'm fine with that because, like I said, he is insane completely insane throughout the entire movie which is like i said that's unique i've never seen an entire movie consisting of only rage cage moments well 
you get the you only get a chance to do that when you're playing a character like Dracula. Yeah, I think so. And I mean, it is one of he he's talked about the, the three like uh dream roles he had when he started out acting. Uh one was Superman. One was something else. Elvis or something? I don't remember. But the third one was Dracula. So this yeah, is something he too, has actually been looking forward to doing. Um so yeah, mostly I, I, probably because it does give him the opportunity to fully act out whatever the fuck he wants. Yeah. So <laughs> um you can you can definitely tell that he's having fun. Oh yes. Um like he he's really this is not just him doing it for a paycheck. Which Ooh. a lot of movies, not nowadays, now it seems like he's doing like half paycheck, half actually things he wants to do. But there was a while, like 10 years ago, where there was a lot of like phone-in movies where he's just like, yeah, I'm Nicolas Cage, give me my money, bye. Yeah. We're, and we're in that period right now in the in the other podcast, so it's annoying. <laughs> but this was, this was amazing. I mean, he even, and that's actually kind of fun, because... You don't really think about it before someone mentions it, but since we're watching some of Nicolas Cage movies, he rarely does supporting roles anymore. He's usually the star, um, mainly because that pays better. Yeah. Um. He but he did some supporting and roles early. And he's also early. fucking Nicolas Cage. Of course, <laughs> he did some supporting roles early in his career. Um, but then he's like ninety nine percent of his movies, he is the 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 lead. Yeah. The only one I can think of, like off the top of my head right now, is uh, uh, Kick Ass, where he plays uh, Big Daddy. Yes. Yeah. Other than that, he's always like the main focus. But here, once again, and they mentioned they he he mentioned that specifically, like he decided to actually take this supporting role because Dracula is just supporting. Yeah, it's Renfield, Renfield for, is the star. Like, yeah. It's called Renfield for a reason. Yeah, but he took the role. Well, first because he liked the script, and second because he got to play fucking Dracula. Yeah. So yeah. He... The thing about this character, though, is even though he's technically uh, not the main character, he acts like he is the main character because yeah. obviously because Dracula's got an ego. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, he, come on. He is, he's the worst kind of narcissist. Yeah. And they, they really, they really, because I mean, the character is a narcissist. He thinks. Yeah. Highly of himself, even of you know, some versions are more tragic, where he kind of that is sort of a mask to ma- you know mask his sadness. Sure, um, but he's always like you know someone who looks down on everyone else because you know he is immortal. He knows he is, he is more powerful, and and he'll yeah. always be better than them because he will live longer than them. And whatever they do, he will always be able to do again because you yeah, know, you'll die and I won't. And even if it's a curse, he's gonna use it to his advantage. Of course, yeah. And here they really play that up, like him, yeah, he's like. Wait a minute! I am basically a god, so I'm just <laughs> yeah. gonna do what God does. Fuck shit up, basically. And I like that because it once again worked very well with the whole abusive relationship uh, uh, metaphor yes. of the movie. Yes. So, but once again, yeah. If if you, yeah, if you if you're like on the fence because the movie seems kind of <laughs> silly and like oh the action and everything. Watch it for Nicolas Cage's performance. It is yes. amazing. One of my favorites of his in a long time. One of. Pig, of course. Yes. <laughs> I have to say, though, we also a very, very good um, performance from Nicholas Holt. Yeah. Playing this. Because he's... Thinking back on the like the later movies I've seen of him, he's never been the main character. 
No, he's usually a uh, supporting character. Like, yes. he's more of a character actor. Exactly. Here he gets to take a bit more place, and it's 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 uh, it's a but, bit more space. Yeah. But it's kind of funny <laughs> because he is the supporting character in his life, which is kind of funny. Yes. Yeah. But it also like it shows that his acting almost improves when he finally gets to like get out of his shell. It's it's like you can see the acting improve as well, but or maybe it's just well acted from the beginning. Yeah, because yeah, he, I he think can so. Feel yeah. it, I suppose. I also got flashbacks to warm bodies because his his skin is just as pale in that one. <laughs> yes, it was it was kind of funny that they used uh, they used the My Chemical Romance song towards the end. Yes, because he looks so much like uh, what's his name? R. Who? What? Or do you mean the the singer? Oh right, I don't remember. What's his, his name? name? I, I don't remember. Uh, I don't know it by heart. Joe Rogan's cousin. Wait, what? Oh, you didn't know that? Joe Rogan's cousins <laughs> with uh, the singer in My Chemical Romance. What the fuck? Whatever his name is. You know the guy. He looked exactly yeah. like that. So I even saw some people make fun of that on Letterboxd. Um, like I Nicole... just thought it was funny that they used a, an old song for it. Because that, that song is it's from like two years old by now. 12? 13? Something like that, yeah. yeah. 10 years old, at least. Um, yeah. And it's like the last fun song they made, I suppose. Yes. Yeah, um, and it fits. Yeah, but it, it's it's funny because he looks a lot like the singer from My Chemical Romance, and he's all pale and everything. Um, yeah, and he has the, he even has the emo emo bangs in the beginning and yeah. towards the end. You know, um, but yeah, but he's great as well. But I mean, everyone is is uh, outshined or whatever you want to call it by yes. by by Nicolas Cage. In this. Whenever he's in the in the, in the yeah. scene, yes, he, obviously, he, yeah. So it's good that he's not the main character then. Because he, for a long, like, well, long, the movie isn't that long, so maybe it's like 15 minutes <laughs> in the middle. Of it. It's like, oh, yeah, Renfield, like, it's not really a spoiler. Doing but, like, his he, own thing. Yeah, he's doing his own thing a little bit in the in the middle. And you're like, when's Dracula going to go back? And then, boom, oh, he's back. In yes. the, one of the best scenes in the movie, which was both, <laughs> both hilarious and uh, super, like, awkward in a good way. Because it was like, they really captured... You know that kind of you know abusive relationship where one partner is very manipula- manipulative and emotionally yes. and a little bit physically abusive. Yes. Um, where you're laughing at first when he's like ooh having his drink and like ooh making fun of Renfield, but the, the further that scene goes on, you're like, yeah, this feels more and more like a like like yeah like it's not fun like anymore. Domestic violence. Yeah, which is the whole theme of the movie. Yes. So it worked, and I gotta say you. Even though it's 90, 90% fun, the serious bits worked as well. It definitely. You know what? I think I'm going to keep my three and a half stars for this exactly. movie. Exactly. See? All right. It is actually very well. Because I was thinking like, oh, it's formulaic. It's using Dracula. But no, it's actually very well written. Yeah. Well, once again, that aspect of the movie. The whole gangster thing, not as I'm much. Not, the s- um, that, that, that whole plot line was kind of... Uh... I mean, it was there for a reason, sure, but it felt like that took too Tacked much on. space yeah. without actually having, like, a resolution to anything. Yeah. It felt like it was going to go somewhere, but then, like, oh, shit, the movie's over. We can't really do much Yeah. Uh, speaking of Dungeons Dragons again, it kind of felt like uh, the whole, like, big world-ending threat that just pops yes. up in the last ten minutes, basically. There, there, there's this whole subplot of, of uh, Aquafina's character, Rebecca, um, trying to like avenge us for her father's death yeah, or whatever, and, who was and killed by to the Lobo Gang. Yeah, bust the biggest gang in 
They're in Nor- New York? N- New Orleans. New Orleans. <laughs> I was like, what city are they in? There um, are skyscrapers in the movie. <laughs> ah, that's true. That's true. Sorry. <laughs> um, I like that whole thing and them being like the cool, what was her name? Bella? 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 Bella Frances? I don't know. Who? What? Bella? The mother? Oh, I don't know. Mom? She had, she had no, a name? She has a name. Oh, okay. Yeah. I just know that's also a great casting. Oh, yes. I, I don't realize what they have, because uh, the mother is played by Shoda Agdashlu, I think is yes. how you say it. Sorry if I'm pronouncing it wrong. Oh, yeah. Um, And I always loved her for her voice. For me, she's always going to be uh, one of the like, matriarchs in Mass Effect 2, when they're in when they're in the uh, the migrant fleet of the... Oh, my God, what yes, are they that's called? her! Uh, the people who are living in their suits. Th- Th- Thorians? I don't remember. Whatever. Yeah. Um... Um. Yeah, I'll I'll always think of her from that from that role because she's good in that. But her voice is so distinct. And here they they've always used in movies. They usually her roles are usually like she's a very calm character with a like a warm inviting voice. But here, yeah. um, she got to play more of an intimidating character, and the voice almost became a bit raspy. Uh-huh. And like it really worked in an intimidating way. Well, almost like why hasn't she played like gangster bosses before? This is awesome. And she was very good at playing intimidating as well in this kind of like, um, you know, you know the the calm, intimidating person, yeah. not the violent one, but you know the one who's yeah, like, exactly. shit. The she's the, too calm. <laughs> I think it's the kind of character they wanted. Uh, uh, what's her name, Catherine, to be in The Last of Us. Oh, who was the yeah. worst villain in film and TV history of all time. Yeah, it's not. Uh, it's just not. Talk about that once one again. again. Nothing against that actress. Her name escapes me right now. I love that actress. Um, but she was terrible in those like two episodes she's in. Yeah. Imagine here if Shora played that character instead. That would have worked so well. Yes. Just with that voice. Like, I'm sorry, I'm gonna have to kill you now. That would have worked so- <laughs> instead of oh, yeah. Anyway, we're not going to talk about The Last of Us. Whatever. Um, so that was, yeah, that was great. But yeah. the whole, that, that whole subplot of Dracula and the gangsters, bleh, I don't want to say much, didn't really hold up all the way. It felt no. tacked on towards the end. Yes. They, that That's... This is going to sound weird because I don't want the movie to be longer, but that would have been a, a, <laughs> an almost okay reason to make it a bit longer if they could have fleshed that out and make that make more sense. Yeah. Or At the same time, I definitely don't want it to be longer because no, exactly, one hour 30 is perfect. It was great. Yeah, and like you said... 40 is like absolutely perfect. Yeah, because we got uh, that other aspect of the movie, the relationship part. You got the, a perfect wrap-up. You know, you had a beginning, middle, and an end. Everything felt fleshed out enough without just dragging on, um, because it's a lighthearted movie. We don't have to have like a big drama about it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and then it just wraps up. It's very, it's a satisfying ending. And they even if they want to, there is room for a sequel. There is not sequel bait, but there's a sequel like possibility there. Sure. Which I don't. Sure. I don't think they should, and I don't think they will. But it's there. They- they they could have if they wanted to be extra annoying about it. They could have edited edited this a little bit differently and made it like they almost had to have a sequel. Yeah, but they didn't. Thankfully, no. <laughs> yeah. So this just also leaves like an open ending to the to the like just 
it's this thing is over now they can move on with their lives it's not like oh we need definitive oh they get married and have kids yeah. and that stuff no 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 we just know like, that we okay need, we need to expand the lore no yeah like, no 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 how does vampires actually it doesn't matter doesn't we matter. don't even get the like official and and um truly like the romance bit either we just get the he's infatuated she's happy to be his friend yeah, by now she likes him that's about it yeah she's happy to like get to know him better by yeah. now because she didn't have time to do that when all that stuff was happening <laughs> even though he was trying to be very nice <laughs> maybe leading her on a little bit but no she was busy doing the job <laughs> yeah 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 which was good because i would have hated if they like oh we have to have a proper romance in this and also no, 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 no. if you want to talk about it even though uh, I guess I'm being sexist, but I think that's so important. Aquafina's character, uh, detective, lieutenant, lieutenant, right? Lieutenant I, Quincy sure. had agency. She wasn't just a damsel in distress. She never exactly. was, really. No. There was at one point, it was kind of weird, where I was like, why are they doing this as if he saved her when she wakes up in his apartment? I was like, that's a classic, uh, yeah. you know, she, she was uh, put out of commission and he had to save her. But the scene before that is her saving him, or her saving herself, really. Yeah, um, and so, him, I suppose. But they, they kind of explain They're not showing like, us oh, yeah. what happened, but No, she was shot, it. so she passed out in the apartment. That was it. We do see her getting shot, but we don't realize that she's getting... Well, shot at. We don't realize that she's getting shot, actually. No, we see that after. But that was... Because I was like, what? But then, oh, oh fine. Because they wanted that dynamic, you know. The girl waking up and the guy's like, oh, I, oh, I made you breakfast. And it's yeah. kind of awkward, you know. Especially since he is an awkward character. Yes. So I was like, it was awkward, but fine. you Because know, yes. I, I get what they were go- getting at. Yes. Um. Uh, well, do, do we want to get into spoilers now? Because I kind of managed <sighs> to get my point across weaving in and out, you know, uh, uh Missing all the spoilers. But is there anything specific you want to talk about? No, no. I think we're good, actually. We managed to not ruin it. I was about yeah, to say. Yeah. Managed to not spoil it, despite us being the spoiler cast. Hey, the spoiler cast is going to be 99% spoiler-free today, maybe. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Yeah. And we're not rambling on for ages. No. Um, is there anything else we want to talk about? No, but that that's the good thing about this kind of... It's it's a it's the top tier mid. <laughs> yeah, you don't have extra shit you need to talk about. There's no nitpicking to to like on on stupid details that we get stuck on because we were properly entertained throughout the entire film. You didn't get stuck on stupid shit. You didn't like have to analyze anything deeply because there isn't a lot to analyze. Even though there is this, like you mentioned, the the, the deeper aspect of the um the abusive part. Yeah. It's also very clear in what they're trying to say, so you don't have to analyze it too much. They're they're doing it delicately. They're not like being what's it called? Rash or anything about it. Yeah. But it's there and you understand it. Oh yeah. It's wonderful. And I gotta well, say in the movie, not in real life, obviously. Yeah, because I wasn't <laughs> sure who the director was. It's Chris McKay. Um, I recognize that name. It sounds sounds familiar, yeah. But looking now, I can see like he is like the master of doing like great middle of the road movies. Because his last movie was the Tomorrow War. You know the the time traveling um, Chris Pratt movie, which it kind of got lost in the shuffle because it was around the time people were they were trying to cancel him for 
going to church. It was super weird. They were annoyed that he was like a Christian. You mean Chris Pratt? Yeah. Yeah. They're like, why? He's like one of the nicest people ever. So what? He's a Christian. He's also, fine. I think it just came out in a weird time, didn't it? Yeah, there was stuff going on. I, I don't know. And I guess people were like kind of over him because he had been in every movie at that time. Yeah. So they were like, they just tried to find something. Either way, that movie was entertaining. It was fun. It was like, like not, there was nothing deep about it. It was just a good time for about two hours and it was over. Shortly about that one, though, I I, I just kept thinking like, this is this is the, the Tom Cruise movie, but not. <laughs> yeah, but not as good because that movie is legitimately awesome. Oh, yes, exactly. Uh, that's what uh, I mean. Uh, but uh, Edge of Tomorrow. Or that's the one, yeah. The, the, uh, the good title, the original title was All You Need Is Kill. <laughs> yes. I mean, it's it's almost literally the same movie if we're being picky yeah, about it. Yeah, it's just not jumping back and forth in time. Sure, well, sure, sure. does a little bit. They're doing a little bit. Either way, Either way. the movie he did before that <laughs> was the Lego Batman movie, which is another... Yes. Once again, not like super deep or anything, but prof- profoundly entertaining movie. Yes. I mean, we've, d- we've done a ranking of Batman movies. Check out that episode. <gasps> and this was like in the upper half of... The- At least for me, it was... What? There's a Lego Batman 2 coming out? Oh, I wasn't he's, sure. He's, he's working on it. Oh, okay. I'm not sure we need it, but I'm, no? I'm not going to say no, because the first one was good. And also, but he's also doing a Nightwing movie. Doesn't say Lego Nightwing, though. <laughs> no, no, no. No, it's just DC Nightwing, Maybe. which terrifies okay. me a little bit. And then also, see, he worked actually as an editor on the, the original Lego movie. Once again, great ah. fucking movie. That's... Legitimately a great fucking movie. Um, so yeah, makes sense that he would make a good movie out of this. Um, I, I yeah, I, I hope he keeps making movies. Yeah, because he, he did a good job. Light light hearted entertainment like this. And the writers did a good job, whoever they are. <laughs> yeah, um, I didn't recognize their name. I'm well, Robert Kirkman, because he's the guy who made the Walking Dead comic book. Um, yes, it's like it was like. Uh, he he wrote like the he had came up with a story for it or something. He's and involved that, in a lot of Walking Dead. Yeah, yeah, no, because he wrote the comic books and he produced yeah. the the shows. And the other guy is also bit of com. Uh... Ryan Ridley. Oh my God, he wrote the Inbetweeners. No, wait, that's oh. the American one. Sorry. Oh, ah, uh, he wrote for uh, Rick and Morty. Yeah. Yes. First first season was great, and he wrote. Well, 10 episodes between 2013 and 2017. Okay, maybe. Um, either way, either way, they did a good job as well. But yeah, it is yeah. carried, the entire movie is obviously carried by acting, specifically Nicolas Cage. Yes. But the rest... But the, everything else was, it was very good, very good. Yeah, <laughs> this is a question we usually uh, talk about or, or ask in the uh, Madness and the Method, the Nicolas Cage podcast. Would this movie work as well without Nicolas Cage as Dracula, as someone else? If someone else did the same kind of over-the-top, I am a god, maybe. Yeah. Do you think? And I'm not sure who Could anyone would be else able do to do it, like it him? that way. Yeah. Do you think Like, the only anyone... other person I can think of that might be, but it would still be kind of... It would still be... No, that wouldn't work. It would still be too, like... I was thinking, uh, for some reason, I was thinking uh, Samuel L. Jackson, because he can also be a bit of a full of himself, I am a god kind of person Yeah, but that would be very different. It would be different, though, yeah. And would the movie 
suffer from it. That's usually probably that, that's, because he would take up too much space. Yeah, that is what's just to go back to Nicholas Cage a little bit and to make it a crossover episode. That is what is so interesting um, about Nicholas Cage as an actor or as a performer, as he likes to call himself. Um, he he brings such a unique energy to the movies he makes um, that even if it's like, yeah, we've seen so many other people play Dracula, but I, I can't imagine anyone else playing the role of Dracula in this movie. No, not and, like and, this. And not this kind of character of Dracula. Yeah, no. He he really, really owns the role and makes it his own. Yes. In in all the movies we've talked about, there's really like only one or two movies that we were like, yeah, this could have been someone else. <laughs> one of them is uh, like an early '90s movie called Honeymoon in Vegas, which it was just a, it's just it's just a regular romantic comedy, but it stars Nicolas Cage. Um, but you could honestly, like, I think that movie would have been better with, like, Tom Hanks or someone, because it felt like a Tom Hanks movie. And yeah, Nicolas Cage is a very specific... He's very He specific. is a character in and of himself, and it, it shows in every character he chooses and how yeah. he acts. And that's why him, him as, like, you know, the leading man in the mainstream action movie was very short-lived, it's basically like the mid nineties. Like face off and stuff. Yeah, face off. The Rock, uh, Con Air. Right. But after that, he's always. That's when he's like a regular action man. He character. needs to be a little bit strange. All, yeah. Other than that, he's always done something different, you know. Um, and he brings that energy here as well. And I really think like the movie. I'm not saying it would be terrible with another actor, but it would not no. be this good. It would not with be another the same. actor. Yeah, it would be a completely different movie. Yeah, I'm I'm intrigued to actually listen to your episode about it with uh, Christopher in the future. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, look out for that in about 2 years. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. he's made so many movies. <laughs> Hopefully <sighs> by then you'll have to like rewatch it and watch it oh, yeah. with like fresh eyes so you can oh, see it all yeah. again for the first I will. time. <laughs> um well that's it. Do you want to read like yeah. reviews or anything? I've I'm, I'm, I've rated it now as we spoke and it's it's a three and a half for me as well. It's it's yeah. fantastic. It's it fantastic kinda, for a mid movie. <laughs> yeah, it got kind of middling. A lot of I saw a lot of twos and two and a half. And I was like, and that's also why I started like, wait, am I missing something? Is this actually bad? But now talking about it, no, it's 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 great. Yeah. And uh, the 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 professional critics seems to agree. They're they're giving it like. Yeah, 67, which is basically a 7. Yeah. Um, And I'm looking, it's not a lot of like, it's not like IGN. Um, It's actually like better publications. <laughs> you have Collider up there, but whatever. Um, But yeah, sure. a lot of like 80s and 70s. Um, There's not a lot of reviews yet, though. There, there might come in when they, when they do, there's only 8 professional reviews so far. Um, So it might, it might get lower. But I, I would agree with a 67, like a 7 out of 10, you know? Yeah. Oh, wait, there's actually... No, now I see. There's 25 reviews. I was wrong. Uh, 13 positive, 10 mixed, and only 2 negative. Now I'm in full Madness in the Method mode, because this is how we wrap up the episodes. Ah, <laughs> oh, okay. Um, But I just gotta see. It is very new, though. It released technically tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. So, it was a bit early here in Sweden. Yeah. Uh, I think we... Again, 
that'll be interesting in the future, in two years from now, when you uh, you two get to talk about this and see how things changed. Yeah. Promise me you'll go back to this episode and check out what we said. Oh like, yeah, sure. Prepared a little bit. See sure. if your opinion changed as well. But this is kind of funny. This is the kind of this is the feeling I thought a lot of people had about the movie on Letterboxd. Uh, Katie Erbland writes for IndieWire. She gives it a forty-two out of hundred. Um, and writes, it's all an approximation of fun. Mirth in tiny portions, amusement of the thinnest variety. Like, it's it's trying to be funny, but it's not actually funny. And I can't yeah. see people thinking that, but for yeah. me, it worked. For me, it felt uh, not that. It felt actually genuinely funny. Yeah. But I can, but that I can might see be for people some who people are like, overanalyzing it. Probably. I think so too, a little bit. They're going into it expecting something. And it's kind of funny because I usually deeper. talk about how people should like watch movies more critically. Well, yeah, but, but you a need movie to know like when this, that works and yeah, not. Works. Exactly. Exactly. You see from the like start of this movie that this is not a movie you need to analyze and be critical about. Really, this no. is pure entertainment. But they've done it well. Very well. And here, I think, is someone who just doesn't understand the tone of the movie. Uh, it's one of the two negative reviews. Uh, Jake Cole writes for Slant. The film frustratingly frustratingly shrouds Nicolas Cage's manic intensity in thick blankets of winking irony. Well, it is a comedy, so yeah. of course it's going to be like wink-wink. Of course. It's not serious. I mean, like I said, though, the serious moments work. Sure. But it is it is primarily a comedy. Yeah. So I don't know what I, he I, I guess Jake Cole think like ooh he's giving a really deep and layered performance, but unfortunately it's in this terrible <laughs> shitty comedy. Like no no, it's a comedic performance in a comedy. Yes. I think you're missing the point, Mr. Cole. Um, if you're listening to this and we know you are, um, <laughs> I sure it's you know criticism is always subjective, but I think sure, I think sure. you're wrong. Anyway, I think that's going to have to be it. Yes. Um, thank you so much. Thank you so much for listening. Um, like we said, check us out. <coughs> Patreon.com slash don't make a scene. I have no idea at this point what we're going to talk about, but it's going to be no, a Dracula movie. <laughs> Vampire's Kiss. No, we're going to do a commentary oh, track. Oh, right. We're doing commentary. Okay, never mind. So that the never poll mind. we put up is still going to, you know, yes, matter. So yeah. we will have to check that before we decide. <laughs> but other than that, check us out next week for the free episode when we're going to do Evil Dead Rise. Yes. Yes. We have book tickets. So we have I to know. We have book tickets. It's a movie I really don't want to watch. And I'll but we we'll do. discuss why. We have, we've talked about it briefly before, but we'll get into it now. Yes. Uh, but it's, it looks good, but I don't want to see it. For, for reasons. So check, check out, out next, the next week. episode. Yeah, check out next week's episode to find out why. But until then, have a good one. Bye. Bye. The spoiler cast is part of Please Don't Make a Scene. It is produced and directed by Tobias Vidin and hosted by Tobias and Rebecca Vidin. Executive producer is Annika Vidin and Laura Kinney. I also want to give a huge shout out to all our patrons over on patreon.com slash don't make a scene. Mom, Dad, Laura Kinney, Danny Del Gaiso, and Mac and Mom. <laughs>